the connection to consumers spending a stimulus check and also savings that have built up. Walk me through the case here for MasterCard as opposed to, say, a Visa or an American Express. Hey, Oliver, it's great to be back again. Thank you. But um, yeah, w when we've looked at uh, the, this market that we've in, we've seen a little bit of a pause between some of the great growth stocks from last year, which really were secular trends and a lot of digital wallet, to uh, more cyclical growth companies this year. And uh, what we talked about is the melding of the two, and MasterCard is basically the poster card for doing that because when you look at it they're going to benefit from resurgence or recovery in travel and entertainment expense from businesses from individuals from hospitality having some comeback from cross-border and just general business activity and when we think of that with a company that historically, even last year, with a 10% decline in revenues, was able to maintain a 42% after-tax profit margin. We look at what's going to happen this year with revenue growth, and we think we got a company that's going to grow over 25% a year, possibly for the next couple of years. Wow. So there is something in addition here to the overall economic recovery, right? It seems like there is a kind of market share both expansion and maybe a little bit of market share take on behalf of MasterCard versus competitors? Well, you know, all, the, all of them will do pretty well. I mean, but what you have seen is a huge change that we don't think is going to reverse to contactless payments, to more and more buying things online, to business to business being more efficient and looking at how you can instantaneously transfer cash. And MasterCard is one of the leaders, has great uh, intellectual property, has a lot of uh, initiatives in the crypto aspect of the market. So uh, we think it's going to be one of the best beneficiaries of all these changes. I was also just about to ask there about the crypto side of it. Is any of that uh, benefit of the contactless payments being usurped from the traditional credit card companies by the crypto community? Or does ultimately that money still find its way back into the forms that are accepted commercially, which of course is still for the large part traditional cash and the credit around it? Right. I mean, much of the world is still uh, cash payments, you know, and we're seeing that expand around the world, in the United States especially, but, but also uh, in South America, Africa, where historically they've been cash payments, and now they're moving to digital, using their phone, using things like MasterCard to back up any type of electronic wallet or digital wallet. You know, the, whether or not, you know, something like Bitcoin, um, you, your, your previous guest, why would you use a Bitcoin if you thought it was going to appreciate in value to buy a cup of Starbucks coffee <laughs> that you were going to consume and it was going to disappear? You know, the crypto technology is really valid and companies like mastercard are incorporating it for security for transfer of assets or transfer of money around the world and uh, we expect them to continue to use that technology because it is really pretty valid 
Tom, stick with us. Uh, we're going to do some trading here. I want to hear another pick of yours, mm -hmm. but we're going to look at MasterCard first. Let's go to Tom White, who's standing by. Okay, Tom, so the bullish case for MasterCard there and uh, winning even in the face of some of the crypto adoption. Uh, the stock uh, sitting at $382 right now, just below the highs that we made a few sessions ago. Walk us through the case you see for how to trade this higher. Uh, well, I think there's a bunch of different option strategies you can pick to get that bullish tint on it, whether it's selling cash-secured puts that are out of the money to the downside, selling put verticals. But the strategy that I looked at uh, was a little bit different uh, with a better risk-reward ratio if you think it's going to creep back up to that 400 level uh, over the next maybe three weeks or so. So I looked out to the April 9th weekly series. Uh, so you're giving yourself about 24 days until expiration. Uh, and I'm going to buy it uh, an unbalanced butterfly here uh, for a debit. And the debit that you take in on this, which is about $4.30, it might be a little bit higher. The stock has reversed into the positive now. But if I buy the 380, 395, 400 skewed call butterfly to the upside and pay roughly about a $4.30 debit, 430 uh, per spread, $430 is my risk on this type of strategy where the apex of profitability is up at 395. Now, they report earnings after April monthly expiration. Uh, so if you expect MasterCard to kind of grind higher, this might be the strategy because uh, with that apex of the profitability at 395, you can more than double what your potential risk is on this type of trade. You've got, because you're skewing it a little bit uh, between uh, the strikes on the butterfly, you're, you're also, you don't have any upside risk. Everything is profit above that break even. And in this, uh, this case, it's 384.30 to the upside. Even if you pay a little bit more, maybe $5 debit or something like that, you're gonna have a break even about 385. And you can see from the risk profile there, you do not have any risk below that at expiration on this type of strategy. So it takes advantage of a grind higher uh, with the expectation that it's not gonna maybe explode, but even if it does, you're still gonna double your money if it goes above 400 uh, before expiration in 24 days. Okay, so looking to uh, get exposure to quite a bit upside here in MasterCard before this thing uh, starts to peak out in profit. So able to capture a breakout if we get past the previous highs from the last week. Tom, we're gonna come back to you in a sec. We got one more from Tom Plum. Tom, walk us through Copart because we've heard a lot about the auto pickup and the demand for vehicles during the quarantine period. But what about repurposing and crunching them into pieces and selling them? Isn't that what Copart does? That's a big part of their business. They repurpose, uh, repurpose uh, they basically salvage, they sell uh, cars that can be fixed, cars that can be taken apart, uh, cars that end up being scrapped. But it's through an online auction system. Uh, they basically have 175,000 cars available every single day in the United States. And dealers uh, in this area, basically they're the leader. They go to Copart. Um, more driving, more buying of cars, more using and repurchasing cars, more accidents, more salvage. So we expect a lot of the things that will drive this company forward to be there in 2021. And we're actually expecting that as the economy goes up, more people are gonna be driving and there's gonna be more accidents and there's gonna be more maintenance and there's more need for companies like Copart.